0: Welcome back to Bible study, to uh, Paul's letter to the Philippian church in chapter 2, still in chapter 2, and welcome back to John Campbell and to Derek Walker. Thank you. Really good to see you both. And I think, John, you're going to read, we're going to backtrack a little uh, to verse 5 of chapter 2, reading through to verse 16. That's right. Thank you.
1: even the death of the cross therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed not as in my presence only but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life. So that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain.
0: Thank you okay, I'll pray. Let's pray. Lord, we uh, come again to these words uh, to some of us, very familiar and yet uh, as powerful as when they were first written. We thank you that your word is alive and relevant to us uh, today, in the 21st century. And Lord, we ask that we will hear from you. You, you will highlight um, new thoughts, new insights, and that you will speak to our hearts and that it will change us and that we will be uh, a better, more powerful uh, witnesses for you in these days. Amen. 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 Okay. Well, we chatted beforehand, John, uh, uh, about... The need sometimes just to take a step back. Yes. And, and even though we're right in the thick of chapter two, it's quite good just to have another look at, yes. at, at Philippians as a whole. Yes. Um, and bring in things that we didn't bring in right at the beginning?
1: Yes, I think that's so. I mean, you know, the, the very nature of Bible study is that we get down to the nitty-gritty. We look at the, at the nuance and, and, and the meaning of words and phrases and how they impact our lives, and how they interconnect, and that's very important. But, but sometimes it's necessary just to step back and get a feel for what this whole letter is about. And uh, it's a love letter. It's often referred to as the, the love epistle. And, and, but, you know, <laughs> nothing is by chance. Paul, the master communicator, who, who, who's you know, pouring out these great themes, and we're looking at it verse by verse, but there are four great themes in here. And it's a fourfold presentation of Christ in, re- in relation to the believer. And this is very important, and there are key verses, and I'd just like to talk about those briefly. In chapter 1, the key verse is verse 21, Mm. which is, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Mm. And what this is telling us, he's telling, and he unfolds that. If you go back into the chapter and reread it with that in mind, you'll see that that's what he's talking about. And, and, and so chapter one is about your life is Christ. Not just your life is in Christ, but your life is Christ. And, you know, that's a huge statement to make. Mm. And then to move on to chapter 2, the one we're in at the moment, the the, the key verse is the one that uh, I I started the reading with. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. And again as you look at that chapter you find that is the thought that he's he's dealing with and expounding so that we can understand it. And some translations say um, it's not so much mind as attitude. Mm. And I think that's right, But, but having thought about it a bit it's probably both, because mm. Scripture is so deep, we don't want to limit it. I think at its zenith, we should have the mind of Christ. At, it, at a slightly lesser level, we need to have his attitudes, mm. if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what this whole verse is about. And this is what he's saying, You're, Christ is in you, his life is your life. Yeah. You have his mind. And, and, and in, in chapter 3, the, the key verse is verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and in that chapter Paul is striving to explain to us the, 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 the vitalness of knowing Christ on a personal and very very intimate basis mm. so that he, you you walk one on one with him he he is your everything it's in it's in him that you live and move and have your being mm-hmm. and that he he's he's not controlling you like a puppet master but he's he's leading you and guiding you in in the in the way of righteousness that you will walk in the spirit and not in the flesh okay. and and then in chapter 4 the key verses Verse 13, mm. um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, when we get there, I think we'll have a bit of fun with that verse. Yes. But yeah. what is essentially saying is Christ is your strength. Mm. So, so you, Christ is your life. Yep. Christ is your mind. You, you, Christ wants to know you so intimately as a husband wants to know his wife. Mm. And, and,
0: and he will give you all the strength you need. Wonderful. Wonderful. Mm. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Oh, maybe we should do this every Bible study, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> give, give you the floor. So thank you very much, and we, we'll remember those four, and we, we'll obviously refer back yes. to them as well. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So um, of course we did a full treatise, as it were, of this this amazing statement of of Christ's, yes. as it were, humbling, humiliating, you know, coming down. Um, and and then there's the therefore, in verse in verse 12. Should we start there, or?
2: Yeah, I mean, whenever there's a therefore, um, we want to see what, what yeah. it's there for, don't yes. we? Yeah. And um, it's uh, interesting that the following verse, verse 12, talks about working out your own salvation. Yeah. So it connects to the previous passage, mm-hmm. and it it really made me think that now he's talking about salvation that we possess. Mm-hmm. And so we need to to read that passage, the famous passage of Christ's humbling himself um, from a personal point of view. You know, it's one thing to read about a biography of a saint who did great things and laid down his life for the Lord. But it's another thing to to read a love story about somebody or, or to, to experience somebody loving us and yeah. sacrificing themselves for us yeah. because that's the personal aspect makes it transformative. Yeah. And, so, uh, and, so
0: and it's basically, it's not just, I'm um, preempting mm. probably what you're going to say, but it's not just um, describing yeah. you know, what the Lord did. It's actually making a
2: statement about our salvation. Exactly. Because it's, you know, I must admit, when I read it, I read it as kind of objective thing of look how Christ's, So, you know, humbled himself so much, you know, Mm. that he's a wonderful example. Mm. But actually, we need to read it also, particularly from the point of view of this is what he did for my salvation. He is the divine lover Mm. who determined to save us and came from heaven to earth. He overcome every possible obstacle. You know, he had this loving servant heart that put me first before Mm. myself. And then he even died on a cross yes in in the biblical thinking to die on a cross is particularly significant in deuteronomy it says cursed is he who hangs on a tree Mm. in other words him dying on a cross means he took my sin he took my curse he he did all of this humiliation this self-humbling for me to save me to take my sin so again it's not it's not just jesus was a
0: wonderful ethical teacher what a wonderful example yeah. for us That you know he led this humble life you know as it were it, it it's much more and kind of, you know do transcendent your, than do that your best to imitate yes it kind of thing. which is um, which is a kind of is not a christian no you know it is a christian thing called paul says imitate me um but but equally it's not going to save anyone
2: no. imitating
0: a, a, you know a format a format or a blueprint yeah
2: exactly and and it's 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 and not an outward imitation can't do anything yeah it's but in the sense of if we have the inward life of Christ then we can live that out yeah and we can have role models in that mm. that we might imitate but the essence of it is the life of Christ within us mm. that we seek to express mm. uh, otherwise it's a kind of self salvation yeah. and self-sanctification yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then when it talks about that God therefore highly exalted him and gave him the name above every name and that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, yeah. hidden in that is yes and my and, our, and those of us who believe in Christ we, we, we see him not just as crucified but as exalted mm. and our knee bows and at the moment of salvation when yeah. Christ is revealed to us, we bow our knee, we receive him as our Lord and Saviour, yeah. and, and now we are saved. That's now the point, isn't it, about, or, about kneeling? It, it is acknowledging his Lordship. Yeah, yes. And the classic Christian confession is Jesus is Lord. That's it. You know, so that, that it, yeah. that, that's, One of the key, key
0: verses for me is, if you confess with your mouth, yes. Jesus is Lord. Yes. Leave in your
2: heart, God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. That's right. So yeah. we have to know, we, we might believe in Jesus, but we, we have to know him as, as he is. Yeah. And he is God. Mm. And being God means he has absolute authority. Mm. He, he mm. is Lord. And mm. the believing heart acknowledges that yeah. and, and submits to that. Yeah. And um, we may not be perfect in our obedience, but we have a somewhere yeah. in our heart <laughs> there is this submission to Christ as Lord, we acknowledge yeah. that Jesus is our Lord. Mm. And um, so th- 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 at this point you see this is the linkage because now we possess salvation in us in the sense that God has actually done, a, he, although salvation is a process because we are spirit, soul and body, he has begun that work and he's done the main part in a sense because our spirit, which in a sense is the core of our being, yeah. is, has been saved and you know the Holy Spirit actually comes and lives inside us, yeah. which is awesome. And we now become a temple of the living God. And he, he says now, now we need to work out our salvation. And it, it kind of has the meaning, your salvation has begun in you now, but now you need to bring that expression, the, the salvation to its
0: fullness. So can I link it to what you were saying at the beginning, John, Th- those four elements? It does fit, doesn't it? No, it fits Pharisee, absolutely, which is exactly what you'd expect. Yeah. And, and,
1: and, and um, you know, Christ in us, as we begin, as Derek says, we need to now learn, and it's a lifetime's process, mm-hmm. we need to learn to let Christ in us out. Um, and which and so we need to learn first. What does the word say about what does a Christian? How should a Christian walk? And and we need to obey that because obedience is if you're saved, you're required to obey God. And a lot of the problems that we have are because of lack of obedience. I mean, it's as simple as that. You look in in Deuteronomy, and you'll say it was a lack of obedience that caused all these things. So we need to learn to be obedient, and you can't obey if you don't study the scriptures. So that's at the first. Level The scriptures, uh, um, I'm not saying the scriptures are the first level, but obedience, knowing what the scriptures yeah, say, yeah. that's the first level, that's something you can do immediately. And as you do that and study the scriptures, you, you, you will be changed inside. Remember this word is supernatural. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, right. It's alive and active yeah. and sharper than any two-edged sword. Now We just have to take that on faith. Yeah. But it is, and there you know, plenty of testimonies of people who say how words have literally jumped off the page at them, uh, and they mean that, or been highlighted, or started flashing, or whatever. Well, you pick up Shakespeare, that's never going to happen. Aye. So, this is a supernatural word, yeah. and it will work in you, mm-hmm. and, and it will cause Christ to, sh- to shine through you. now. What does that mean? It means much more than somebody looking and seeing something in you which is over and above you as a person. It it means Christ will begin to work through you,
0: his plan for, yeah. uh, his plan for the world, his plan True. for all those that you meet. So I, I like the fact that you know we started with have this mind, have this attitude because yeah. it is an internal thing, isn't it? It is. It's actually and, and reading the, you know who being the very nature God, you know, didn't count a quality of God. That's a mind thing. Yeah. It's an attitude thing that the Lord Jesus had. Yes. It isn't an outward um, list of things to do. But, um, yes, yeah. it's,
2: yes, it starts with the inward attitude, yeah. 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 That, uh, uh, having a servant heart. But that, of course, will be expressed mm. in how we live. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's, that's really the obedience, yeah. to, to express. You know, God's put his love in our heart by the Holy Spirit, but now we have to... Express that, but we can't claim the credit for it because the source of that love is God in us. And and it's interesting. He says, therefore, my beloved. Mm. Notice that these are ones who have received the love of God. They are Mm. the beloved. Mm. So they've received the love of God and through the gospel, and that's transformed them. Yeah. And now they and he commends them. Yep. as you've always obeyed. So yep. he says, it's, I'm the not,
0: point John was making I'm not telling you that you've
2: never done anything mm. good, you know what I mean, but I'm calling you up higher. Yeah. You, know, you have obeyed, you have expressed that love and humility and servanthood of Christ in your life. Yep. You have done that, but now I want you to, yep. to take it up a level, you know, don't be satisfied with where you are. Yep. And, and he and says- With
0: fear and trembling.
2: Uh, well, he says, first of all, mm. uh, not as in my presence only, but yeah. much more in my absence. Yeah. You see, when we start, when we're immature, and we start to do the right things, but mostly when other people are looking, behind the scenes we, we, we might behave differently, but exactly. when the when exactly. the cameras are on That's us, it. you know, then... Yeah. then and, and so with the Apostle Paul around, they were all, you know, on their best uh, behavior, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Or somebody who's trying to impress a woman, you know?
0: Yeah. That's it
2: exactly. He's 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 at his best, yeah. you know. But behind the scenes, he's yeah. something else. <laughs> and, and so yeah. that's that's just immaturity. Yeah. And so Paul is saying, I want you to be so that this is so much your lifestyle that yeah. you are have an obedient lifestyle, a loving lifestyle, a servant lifestyle. That whether I'm here with you or not, yeah, you're living the same way. That that's maturity.
0: Yeah. And Paul does use he does often contrast two things doesn't he he mm. gives you you know in my presence in my absence yes he he, he does and it it's a it, he, it's a great way of communicating something isn't it yeah. it's not just you know great what you're doing carry on yes it's it's <laughs> right. he gives a bit more there's a bit more depth colorful yes. yeah yeah wonderful
1: Um, I'd just like to make the mm. point because I I know that this verse can be quite frightening to some people. You know, what Derek has said will be very helpful, I'm sure. Mm. But I know that the verse can be frightening um, because it rather suggests that, as we just read it off the page, that it's performance-related in some way. And and people might be fearful that if they don't work this out properly that they're going to lose their salvation. And we need to put that to bed immediately. The salvation is there, work it out that 's right, they are saved. there is no doubt the working out is actually a part of the sanctification process as you begin to to release the salvation in you and understand it and 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 more than anything, understand what has gone before in the verses earlier what Christ has done for you mm-hmm. as you begin to meditate on that not only as Lord but what this Lord did for you that he could claim you out of the pit of hell and 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 that there's no question that you you are not saved. Yeah. But now you're moving into a higher level and a fullness mm. of walking
0: out that and and learning to live with Christ in, in an intimate way. Yeah. And, ha- and but ba- basically having this mind, having this attitude, um, knowing his love, not being indifferent because uh, you know if you're yeah. indifferent to this, yeah. Mm. Indifferent to what the Lord did. Yeah, you, you're not saved. No. No.
2: You're Is not it, There's an interesting difference between justification and sanctification. Those are two different things. Justification is by grace, no works. It's entirely God's work. And sanctification is also God's work Mm. in in that sanctification just couldn't happen if God did not initiate and and initiate the process. But sanctification also requires our cooperation, our active cooperation. That that as we as we work you know God is working in us, yeah. but we 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 yeah. have to work it out yeah. and and but it is not working for our salvation, that's a done deal yeah, yeah. absolutely you know, right God, so, God so God picking done. up
0: on John's point about people being anxious, it says. Work it out with fear and trembling. Yes. <laughs> um, it's awe it's, and wonder. It seems almost it, it, counterintuitive it, to yeah, what you were just saying. Yeah, but yeah. it's
1: awe and wonder is another way of looking at yes. it. Yes. In fact, you know, I'm not trying to replace the words, but it's it, it's not a it, it's the fear of the Lord. It's not a not a terror.
0: Yeah. It, it's just. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, yes. Words so, can't describe it really. But um, is there a difference between the two words, fear and trembling? Yeah,
2: that, that, I think so, but as you say, it's all caught up in what John was saying. But I would, you're talking about couplets, and I think there's a lot of couplets in this passage, and I relate it to the the couplets in the next verse too that God is working in us to will and to do for His good pleasure. So there are two aspects in in the process, and the way my mind works, I always kind of like to see what how the process works you know yeah. but there's two aspects first of all god how does god work in our sanctification god works to into our will mm. because he needs our intelligent cooperation he's not mm. going to bypass mm. us so he he actually works in us to desire to do yeah. his will not just just to be willing okay god yeah your will be done but actually that He he works in us a desire so that we delight to do his will. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the
0: ideal. I mean, when I read it, just again, face value, to will, it's God willing. But you're putting an interesting term, which is God willing
2: for us to will. In us. You see, he's working his will in us. In the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. He works in. But that requires our cooperation, because that fits with the fear. The fear. Now, the... See, there is two aspects. There's submission and obedience.
0: There's a, um, a psalm that says, I delight to do thy will, O Lord. Yes. I just remember it from a yes. song.
2: Yes. Um, um, I right.
0: delight to do thy will, O Lord. Yes. And to walk with thee is not grievous unto me. I delight to do your will. Yes. That's a chorus from the 1970s. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, but that's what you're talking about. Well, that The Lord, us willing, us day, delighting to do so his the f- will.
2: So our part in that is that we have to be willing to be willing. Um, only God can create those, that yeah. godly desire in mm-hmm. us to do his will. Mm-hmm. But we have to l- let go of our idols. We, we have to let go of our control. And, and this is the fear of the Lord. I'm relating this to yeah. fear, you see. Fear is that attitude of submission to the Lord. We're so in awe of the Lord that we realize you know he's wonderful and and so we want to submit our heart to him mm. and and so to do that we have to let go of our idols and say lord you're my all in all you're you're my of author, the authority mm. and that submissive heart mm. that fear of the lord is through that god can now work his desire mm. so you know people often ask me you know how does guidance work and i would say You've got to get before God and you've got to say, Your will be done. Lord, I, mm-hmm. I let go of my preconceived ideas, I that's surrender good. my heart to you, and then I trust you that you you will form the desires in my heart. Mm-hmm. And and what I you know, what is not your will, let it fade out, and let what is your will mm. get stronger in me. Mm. And yeah. and so I believe that's that's how God forms the desire in our heart yeah. as we submit to him. Yeah. So the, the willing and the obedient will eat the good of the land, yeah. so having a willing heart is where it starts yeah. and then, just to cap this off, yeah, the trembling I believe relates to the doing because having God giving us the desire to do his will, whatever it might be, um, we still need god 's power to execute it, yeah. you know and he, the Holy Spirit, and so well, the trembling is, as it were, aware of His yeah. power, aware yeah. of His. Because you can kind of get an inkling for, yeah. of God's will, yeah. and you can charge your head in your yeah. own flesh, yeah. as it were, yeah. and, and mess it up, and say, yeah. God, why did that go wrong? I, yeah, exactly. I thought you called me to do yeah. this, and but actually, you you actually that trembling is, mm. you know, let's say you pr- you prepare, you're going to speak at a big conference, or you're a musician, you're going to do a great mm. concert and uh, you've done all your preparation but you're still yeah, trembling that's right on because yeah, that's good. You, you've I got like that. you know like you've that. got to execute yeah. this yeah. thing yeah. and to execute it in a way the trembling and
0: by the way what what you're saying is coming back to our first verse that it, it's having this attitude this heart attitude yes. yeah, you know it's not just thy will be done. You yeah. know, it's a, a sort of repetitive mantra. It's something that's really... That's right. And this, yeah. and this
1: trembling really is as a consequence of God in you. It's, it, it's not a trembling of doubt and yeah. insecurity. It's an awareness of his an awareness, that's right within you,
2: I yeah. can see that. Yeah, I absolutely. mean, before I preach, you know, I will obviously do my preparation the best I can. Mm-hmm. But still, there needs to be a consciousness in mm-hmm. me, Lord, if you're not with me in this, it, it's gonna be a, as dead oh, as a dodo, you know. <laughs> i need your power right. i need you know i can't do this thing yeah. on my own yeah, that's right. Very good. however well prepared i am yeah lord anoint me and the trembling mm. is that sense of dependency mm. on god that's so, right. so in your versions when i say your versions
0: the, yes. yeah, the version that the, Bi- the bible study you have printed on your screens all the time it says to act um according to his good pleasure and in my in my version You know, one of the versions it says, um, "According to his good purpose." There's the 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 two have a they're sort of almost two sides of the same coin. I think his pleasure, his purpose. Yeah. And um, and without it, without purpose or without God's pleasure, it's um, a pretty meaningless exercise. Or in fact, everything
2: we're doing completely meaningless, completely without. Um, our, yes. our purpose Anything. is to glorify God. Yeah, that's right. And, and so, as we let God, yeah. flow through us like this, we're, we're, it's, Westminster it's for Confession. God's glory. That's right.
0: Yeah. Yes, the first to right? glorify God. God.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and we in the process. We enjoy Him. We enjoy His presence. Yeah, that's his love, it. joy, and peace. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's we are meant to be to image God. Yeah, we're not to, to be our own source. God's the source, and we're. That's learning. what I get
0: from this actually, because you can read this verse. Uh, t- 13, two ways. One is God doing it, and the other is our, us doing it. So, as yes. you say, we're reflecting. It holds the two together. We're made in His image. Yes. You know, we are. Yeah. Working out the salvation that He's put within us. Yes.
2: And, uh, and this goes back to the idea of temples, because yeah. you know, God made man to be a temple mm. of, yes. of the Holy Spirit of His presence. Mm. You know, that's one of the biggest themes in, in the Bible. And, I and, agree. We were made to be the temple, and temples are in three parts, spirit, soul, body. The holy of holies is the spirit, the holy place is the soul, the outer court is the body. And because of the fall, the glory of God had departed man. But through Christ, he was the first real temple of God, as it were, because he had the Holy Spirit within him, and he was radiating the presence of God. Mm. Uh, But through his death and resurrection, he multiplied himself in us. So that he made it possible through his blood for us to be for each uh,
0: a holy temple. Exactly, yeah, uh, ourselves. It is the powerful. I, I, I've just had a thought mm. before we unpack that. Yeah, I uh, just like because, because you. Yeah, please, do. You said anytime you want to interrupt, John. <laughs> I've said you can interrupt.
1: <laughs> well, we've been to, we've been you're talking about uh, working out you're your a, salvation. You're an officer
0: and a gentleman. <laughs> Thank you, you very don't much. Don't
1: interrupt enough. <laughs> we've been talking yeah. about working out your salvation, and what that might mean, um, and the answer is. To look at Christ, well, because mm-hmm. some of you said just before, yeah. look at Christ. Mm-hmm. He was the prime example of working out yeah. the presence of God on earth. Yeah. Look how he behaved, what he did. He was bold. He was forthright. Yeah. Listen, we'll make mistakes. He didn't. But mm-hmm. he is the prime example mm-hmm. of walking
0: the life of God on earth. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Sorry, but Actually, some yeah, of you said triggered I, that. I,
0: also, earth. I I, um, I, st- I have said this before, but it, you know, when you go to the um, The the shrine of the book, which is outside the Israel Museum in Jerusalem, it there contains all of the Dead Sea Scrolls. I assume the new ones that they've discovered will go there as well, from Nahum and Zechariah. But um, it also has the writings of the Essenes, and within those writings, and I I absolutely love—I'm no scholar—but when someone gives me the English translation underneath the Hebrew, there it is, where they where they said, and it was a, a major part of their. Uh, belief. Obviously, it was pre-Christian, mm. but possibly John the Baptist was, you know, from that area. Yeah. And, you know, so it, it, it you know, um, but they have within their writings that our bodies are temples, or should be temples of the Holy yeah. Spirit. That's a powerful because this thing is, that's yeah. there.
2: That this is a concept that goes right back to the beginning, you know, yes, the, the that's concept the of temple. That's why yeah. you see it and we all, were going to talk about the Garden of Eden. All so the we ancient, yeah, you see yeah. it in all the ancient cultures. Yeah. Uh, even fallen mankind, you know, uh, has this idea of temples. Mm, yes. And, um, yes, the Garden of Eden it, it is an illustration. God, the physical temples are really a template. Of course, they're based on the heavenly temple. That's another mm. story. Yeah. But they are a template, really, for the ultimate temple, mm. which is redeemed man in Christ. Yeah. We, yeah. we, we are the temple, not individually and all together. Yeah. We, we form a, a massive it's temple quite, we're the body of Christ, yeah, yeah. you know, designed to, to, to be the glory.
0: Now the dwelling is with, of God is with man. Yeah. And he will dwell with them and they yes. will dwell with him.
2: And, and I remember coming across, and in theological circles this is a growing idea and I think it's becoming accepted. And, and at first thought it sounds like a crazy statement, mm-hmm. you know, that the garden of Eden was the first earthly temple mm. but the more you look
0: into it the more and you just see. stepping back before you Yeah, so yeah. we will look into it but basically a temple is a place where
2: God dwells exactly that's the key thing about so a let's, let's a, it let's unpack it. it's a sacred space it's a sanctuary it's holy the heaven heaven in a sense the heavenly temple is the New Jerusalem it's yeah. where God dwells exactly. where his presence you know, exactly. is, is much stronger. Exactly. Um, God isn't limited to the temple, but his presence is there in a mm. special way. It's sacred space. And we are designed to be sacred space, mm. the holy place. Yeah. And um, it's clear that the Garden of Eden was such a thing. Mm. Because, for instance, when Cain was cast out of Eden, it says he, was, he departed from the presence of God. Yeah. Even after the fall, there was a residual sacred that's, that's, space that's there. Right. Now, and I believe Eden, by the way, is the land of Israel, mm. you know, yeah. since the flood.
0: It always throws in these yeah. new little nuggets, well, yes,
2: which sure. we're, we'll all go back and That's why it's called well, the Holy Land, but that's well, another well, story, well, you know. <laughs> but uh, I did some research on this, and it's so fascinating because if you think about it, it talks about there's a river that flowed from Eden into the Garden of Eden. Mm. So the Garden of Eden is not the whole of Eden, all right? And there, there were three areas in Eden. Now, the river flowed from Eden, all right, into the garden, and then it divided in the garden into four rivers. That's right. And these four rivers then flowed out to the rest of the earth. That's right. Probably it was one massive continent yep. at that time. So, and, and so you've got where did this river come from? There must have been a Mount Eden. And you'll see often temples are associated with mountains because the height of a mountain symbolically represents holiness. Mount Zion, you see. Um, And so you've got this mountain and there must have been this powerful, powerful fountain under the earth. Spring fountain. And and I imagine this this huge amount of water gushing out of the top of this mountain, flowing down into the garden, dividing into four and there's an interesting, Mm significance about that and then it goes out into the rest of the land of Eden now there was an outer court so what you've got is the the source of the river is like the Holy of Holies Uh, the garden which is like a plateau on the mountainside is the holy place and that's where Adam and Eve lived that's where the trees are and then when Adam and Eve were cast out of the garden They were still in Eden, if you read it carefully. They were still in Eden, but they were in the outer court. And there was an altar there in the outer court, you see. That's right. That is true. Right? It's true. And then Cain got cast out of Eden when he sinned, out of the presence of God. So Eden was on three levels, but the whole of Eden was on higher ground than the rest of the earth because that the those four rivers flowed out that's right to the rest of the earth. That's so right. you've got this temple pattern that's right. and you've got this idea that out of the holy of holies flows the river of life. Mm. Then the garden of eden is like our soul. Mm. It's like a garden. Yeah. And if we let the river flow into our garden, wonderful. Then we will grow wonderful yeah. good fruit and yeah. so forth. And, and then, this is
0: getting back to working out salvation.
2: Exactly. You know, it's, it's yes. so th- It and is um, relevant, folks. Yes. Completely you relevant. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I'm almost there. Yeah. The, um, and the interesting thing is that the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil were in the holy place. Yeah. In fact, I believe the tree of life corresponds to the menorah. That's right. And, but Adam and Eve had a choice, and it was, that was really their will. These trees represent our will. Mm. Do we choose to live by the tree of life mm. and submit our hearts? Yeah. Then, as it were, when we do that, and we trust in Christ, that allows the inflow from above. Yeah. It allows the inflow of that river. But there's a second, uh, but Adam and Eve, of course, chose knowledge of good yeah. and evil yeah. to go their own way, to be independent. Yeah. That turned off. The, the, the flow the, yeah. you might say and then and, the...
0: and event, ultimately the consequence was cutting them off from the tree of life and then we've had the whole process of the history of humanity mm-hmm. where it's brought back in and the tree of life is there in the uh, in the revelation yeah. of, of the, the heavenly city fascinating absolutely so it fascinating. is fascinating sadly bible if... Bible studies too short Sorry, uh, no no it's well, not there's well, no need for apology yeah, no, but it, and it, it, the apology is from us That we don't have enough time in this modern world, and we should have more time to go you know to really ponder these wonderful truths but yes. we do have eternity but let's do our best <laughs> yeah I, I while agree we're here. But, it, but it links directly
1: with this work out your salvation yes. I mean it because what is the proverb that says in all that you do get understanding mm. I, yes. I, I, I can't quote it from memory you said me. it That's good but yeah, that's yeah, essentially yeah. what it's saying: in all you get understanding and this is part of getting the understanding so yeah. you know these revelations and explanations are Absolutely yeah, necessary, yeah. essential. They 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 increase your awe. They do mine. Yeah. And 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 you know aid your your mm. working out your salvation. It really, it's gaining understanding. That's what he's Understand That's it is. Understand your salvation yeah. and let that understanding yeah. impact your life.
0: Because in understanding, there is wisdom, and mm. wisdom will cause you to do the right thing. Yeah. And 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 the pattern, as you said, is right through Scripture. Yes. So, uh, we have we've sort of leapfrogged. The tabernacle in yes. the wilderness we've leapfrogged you know a temple in jerusalem and we're we're on the our bodies being the temple of the holy spirit but there it is and then in paul's writing the house of god is is the temple the city of god is yes.
2: is like a temple And you'll see elements in the garden of eden in the future temples the, yeah the decoration of trees that's right amazing nature, how many like parallels garden, there are the, yes. the presence of cherubim yeah it's they all resonate yeah. with that yeah but as I often say, you can't make it up. No, you can't. <laughs> this is just too absolutely profound. It's, it's a wonderful picture. It's encouraging because what it tells us is that the, the river of God is there. We don't have to crank it up. It's God's r- river of life yeah. is, is available to us constantly yeah. to empower us to will and to do, you know, according to his and, pleasure. And water always flows downhill. Mm, that's right. So what it needs to receive the river into our soul is a humble heart, a submitted mm. heart. Mm. Mm. That's a good fear, one.
0: So yeah? that you're, again, you, you've humbled yourself. Yes. So You're lower, so yes. the water flows down. I like but, that.
2: And the yeah. last thing is like that the water that. also has to flow out. Yes, okay. Now, that, those, that river that flowed in had to flow out. Yeah, yeah. If there's no outflow, it blocks the inflow. That's right. So the, exactly. it flowed out as four rivers. And these are the different kinds of anointings or God empowering us to do his will, mm. so when, the rev- when God moves on us to do something and we obey him, that releases the river to flow out. Great. So verse
0: 14, because we could talk yes, the whole, yeah. we, in fact you could do a whole <laughs> series I think on this, this uh, topic, but verse 14, you know, bringing us back down to earth, um, do everything without I, mine says complaining or arguing. Yes, um, it,
1: mine says complaining and disputing. But yeah. I mean, we I think we all agree that if you go back to the Greek, a far better translation is murmurings. Yeah, Murmuring, yeah. yeah. murmurings.
0: Yes. And I think, um, uh, yeah, Derek was looking. D- d- looking we we saw him looking the, the, in his the, sort of in yes, this the, sort of Greek lexicon. Uh, uh, the sound of cooing. cooing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and, you, and I think it's gorgas, gorgasmoin. So it's <laughs> an onomatopoeic word. <laughs> right. And just say it again. Uh, gorgas. Gorgasmoin. Augustine, yeah. you said that, John. It's, it's a Greek word. Augustine. Yeah.
1: That's right. Uh, but I think this is v- very interesting. It's another couplet.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and and uh, it, it's talking about you know the divine on the one hand and human nature, uh, humans on the other. And the murmurings is murmuring against God. Um, mm. Listen, it doesn't really matter what you're doing on the outset, but if, if in your heart you're murmuring against God, you're complaining about your lot, mm. you're complaining about whatever it is and, you don't have the mind of christ you, d- you, no, you don't have the attitude that's right you you' you're, you're, you're looking for blessings um, but you're behaving appallingly according to the word yeah. this murmuring against god is very dangerous because we see in the old testament you know how they murmured the israelites murmured and they paid a price for it they they the serpents were sent Do you remember the serpents yes. were sent with their murmuring and, and and a number died and the lord gave them an out he gave them the the, 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 the pot with the serpent upon it which is of course a type of Christ on the cross Mm -hmm. Um, he always gives an out turn to me Um, but if you murmur you're inviting demonic invasion in your life and there's no doubt about it Um, and he's saying don't do that And another consequence, if if your heart is murmuring, you will be in dispute with your neighbor. It'll cause you to be irritable and confrontational. And Paul is saying, don't do that. Note he puts the murmuring first, because the murmuring causes the disputes.
0: Yeah. There's a a very profound um, um, statue or or memorial on Mount Nebo and uh, you know, I, I often we, we travel around Israel and, and you see these, you know, obviously a church has been built on the site of this event or that event from the scriptures. But where um, Moses looked over the promised land, but he didn't go in, mm. um, it, has, it has a cross, a cross, not just a pole, mm. a cross with a serpent yeah. around it. Yeah. And it, it's symbolic, if we're fitting it into this passage of the serpent that's within us, the murmuring mm. yep. that's within yes. us yes. that needs to be crucified, yes. you know, the flesh that needs to be put on yes. the cross. You know, Mo, Mo, even Moses himself, you know, struck the rock when God said speak mm. to it. So he did something in the flesh. Yeah. And uh, therefore, the, you know, this this murmuring came from the snake within, and yes. it needs to be recognized, and it needs yes. to be put to death. That, that's a kind of yes, little... Yes. And so I find this, you know, obviously it's very um, religious, Catholic church up there, but they've got it. They've got it. With <laughs> this yeah. serpent on the cross. Yes.
2: And, and, and it makes remedy. me think of... Yeah, carry on. No, Go sorry. On. Yeah. God's, God's remedy was to put a bronze serpent on it. Yes. And the bronze is... A metal that represents judgment. Yes. Yes. So the picture is that Christ took our sin, even our sin nature, on the cross and judged it. It was judged on the cross. So those who saw their sin nature judged and believe in that could receive life. And and the Lord Lord,
0: um, Jesus said, you know, after, after the great revelation of Peter... You know, uh, that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Uh, G- Jesus said, well, in Matthew 16, you know, you have know, got to go to the cross. And, Never, Lord, you can't go to the cross. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Yes. yes. Um, in other words, the serpent is lurking. Yeah. Didn't want the Lord to go to the cross. We wouldn't have had this passage in Philippians 2. It doesn't want us to go to the cross. Doesn't want us to actually put no. the serpent to death on the cross. Um, and it's pretty severe words from you know the previous few verses when he said blessed are you peter and get thee behind me satan so beware
2: beware and it's the sin nature is still in our flesh but it's been judged yeah you know romans 8 3 says Christ judged sin. When you see sin in the singular, it represents the sin nature. Rather yeah. than sins, Is our personal sins when we yield to the sin nature. Mm. But it's been judged, mm. just like Satan's been judged. So even though it's present, it has no authority over us. We don't. Yeah. That's why he says you yeah. don't have to yield to that murmurings yeah. that come from the sin nature because it has no authority over you. Mm. you, you it, as we walk in the spirit, that thing, it yeah. cannot touch us. yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, as, as you said,
0: John, you know, the complaining is inward, something wrong in your heart. Yes. You're mm. not having the mind of Christ, and then the outworking of that is disputing, arguing. That's right. Publicly, you know. Yes, yes. And causing, know, causing division, mayhem. causing
1: divisions in the church. Mm. Um, you know, churches, nearly all churches suffer from these factions, and it's mm.
2: all, it, its root is in their murmurings, its root is in their hearts. Mm. It's the opposite of fear and trembling, you see, those two, the inner and the outward.
0: Yes, exactly. So it's a
2: double couplet. It is. (laughs) is. You know, we've got this couplet here, we've got that couplet there,
0: but actually there's a a couplet of couplets, (laughs) because one is saying about God working in us uh, to do, yeah, um, and then the other is, as it were, Satan working in us to to do. do. Yes.
2: Mm. So God's not just interested in your outer light, He's interested in yeah. the inside. Yeah, very good. And there's another couplet in the next verse as well. Yeah, absolutely. You've, got, you've
0: stolen my line. We've
2: got... Oh, we, no, no, only
0: that we <laughs> must. Let's move on to verse 13. Should we just read 15. it again? Sorry, 15, my eyesight. Yeah. 15, so that you may become
2: blameless and pure. And the, there it's... Um, mm. the, the pure word there mm. is like innocent... Um, Innocent as dubs, it's the same mm. word. And uh, it's really pure, pure or unalloyed. So the word would be used for a pure metal mm. that isn't got things mixed in with it. Yeah. Or undiluted uh, wine, uncompromised. So yeah. it's talking about the heart motive mm. is pure, mm. not mixed in with other motives. Mm. So that's talking about having uh, that pure heart yeah. before God. Yeah.
0: And blameless is an interesting word, isn't it? Because yeah, in one sense, there's a lot of... We live in a culture of blaming. You know, bla- so-and-so blames them. It's not me, it's him. You know, and, and accusation. Yes. And the media is always wanting someone to blame for what's going on. But it, it's actually saying here... It's talking about Blameless the before... God, I suppose, is the primary sense. Yes, because in one sense we are
1: blameless before yeah. God because of the blood of Christ. Yeah. But this is, again, talking about, it. remember this is all about working out your salvation, yeah. so there's a big overlap. In, yeah. in a sense, between
0: these words, and it's how we, w- how we will appear to the world. That's why I was going yes. to think, avoid yes. all out- appearance of evil. That's it it right. just came to me, that you yeah. know, that's where the blame is, if there's even an appearance of evil.
2: The blame is definitely, one's inward, one's outward, so the blameless is, is your... Yeah. Certainly, your, our works are yeah. our appearance, mm. Mm. definitely. In other words, that we would not be a cause of um, discrediting yeah. God or the gospel, mm. That, that something in our life clean hands and a know, pure heart yeah. exactly you know, hands is what you do exactly
1: may it be blameless yeah. and this yeah. is a, another reason why we need fellowship because if we're alone and this has been a very good difficult time these last 18 months or yeah. so um, we're vulnerable mm. uh, it, you, the, the Christian walk is mm. iron sharpening iron we need each other to keep nice. each other in yeah. this safe space of being blameless and yeah. innocent um, because otherwise, we, we, you know, the, the devil
0: is a big enemy, and you have to be very strong to yeah. to to not be yeah. deceived by him. Yeah, very good. We and know. then it links it to being children of God without
2: fault. Yes. And but are in, in a crooked, crooked and perverse depraved, generation. Yeah. Exactly. There's another couplet there. Yes. Crooked and perverse. I know. And I, I think that it's interesting that literally it's again, it's a couplet of couplets. So you've it's, it's got the crooked. blameless and pure, and you've got the crooked and yeah, yeah, perverse. Yeah, but I checking in the tenses of this. Yes, it's like crooked, mm. having been made perverse. So yeah. the perverse, I think, is actually the what happens in people's hearts. Mm. It's that inner corruption. Yeah. Yeah. The delighting in evil. Mm. And that expresses itself in a, in a crooked lifestyle. So yeah. again, you've got the inward and the outward. Yeah, very good. And that, that's the characteristic of the world that's under the power of the sin nature.
0: It's so profound, isn't it? Mine says depraved, but perverse is the same. You right, know? depraved depravity. is exactly what Powerful word. Powerful word, depravity. Yeah. It's, it's a tragic word, really. Depravity of man. Yeah. You know?
2: In other words, we shouldn't be like the world. Yes. As if we're imitating the world, yeah. <laughs> and you can't imagine a greater contrast than stars against the blackness of the night. Absolutely, it's like a total opposite, isn't it? Absolutely. And he says you shouldn't be like this mm. dark world. Yeah, you you should stand out completely. Yeah, uh, like like stars stand mm. out against the the black mm. background. Mm.
1: Now who, do, who should we stand, that's interesting, who should we stand out to, you know, do we stand out to the world, do they notice us, do they care, or is it as God looks upon the world, he wants to see his children shining as lights, yeah, yeah. probably both. Yeah. Yeah. But particularly God wants to see his children shining at Unmistakable. Night. He doesn't want to see them, uh, the light being dimmed yeah. or hidden under
0: a bushel. Exactly. He wants to look and exactly. see, there they are,
1: there they are, exactly. count them all.
0: Because if you, if you are not blameless and pure, you won't be seen. Yes. Mm-hmm. You'll be in with the mix of yes. all, all of the other not stuff. Not a good place to there. be. You have not. You, as it were, the Lord Jesus says, you know, you're like salts.
2: Yeah, it's lost its, its savor. And shining the light, particularly, is talking about our witness. Yes. As we share the word of God with one another. Yeah. Because, um, but if we, if we are compromised, yeah. people won't really listen. Yeah. Um, but that's what Jesus was saying in Matthew 5. He was saying, you know, let your light so shine before men. That's your witness mm-hmm. with your lips. Mm-hmm. So that they will then look at your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. In a way, when you witness, then they will actually check out yeah. <laughs> if, if, if your life backs that yeah. up. Yeah. And if it does, doesn't mean you have to be perfect, but if, if there is credibility to you that yeah. you are endeavoring to live what you preach, then they, they, their hearts will be turned and they will glorify. So the God.
0: interesting thing is this is the first verse in chapter two where it goes from us getting our act together, as it were, Uh, to what's the the outworking of it which is to be to shine yes so all of these previous verses is is to get to the point that we will yes let our light shine shine. before men
2: because that you pay a price that's it in other words it's part of this theme of the mind of christ others are more important than you and god's more important than you so in other words it's a sacrifice to put yourself on the line and and to witness Mm. Right, And so, you are putting others before your, your comfort. Mm-hmm. You, you are shining the light, because if they don't hear the gospel, they'll be lost. Yeah. So, you're putting their needs first, and also Christ's need, he paid for them to be saved. So but definitely you, the emphasis, so wheeling
0: right back to what you said right at the beginning, John, is, as it were, God doing a work in us, yes. um, you know, the salvation in us, uh, rather than us just trying to um, be witnesses, you know what I mean? Yeah, trying to I put do. something uh, together, cobble it together so that we can yes. be, you know, so that our campaign can be successful. A- absolutely right. In it's the, uh, God doing a work in, in us, us for us. eternity. And, we,
1: and we, we need to listen to that work. I think, he, was, it, was it Bach who, who, because he was a church organist yeah. and choir master, yeah. that he used to write his, sonata, his cantatas, I yeah. mean they'd be probably on a Friday night, but he'd yeah. wait on the Lord, to know which piece of scripture he wanted to put to music. And that's what's so important. Mm. Are we running out of time? Yeah, we've got a couple more minutes. Okay, all right. Well, I I, I think one example of how this fails, where people do not let their light shine but think they are, is so many parish church notice boards, uh, the outside ones, uh, around the country, where you see a notice, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, to which you might say, so what? Yes. It it it's yeah. not the gospel. Yeah. They miss out the next verses, yeah. and that just the devil at work. That yes. is, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it, <laughs> it really, is something there? Absolutely. Well, yeah. let's just go. Yeah, get to uh, verse. Um, is it sixteen? Mm. Uh, just so that we can cap off our reading, holding out the word That's of life.
2: You, yes, it's holding fast, or it could be translating. Holding forth, uh, like you are offering a free gift, and you—this is the gospel. So, how do you shine? It's by sharing the gospel, but it's by the power of the Spirit. Because as you share the words, the Spirit will confirm the words. He will shine out of you spiritually.
0: By the way, the church notice boards—they do have limited space. You know, they do. I I, I like a good good one in Sussex. When I drive from Sussex to Kent, where it just says "Stop." god at work <laughs> you, you know it, it, you know you've got to provoke people in this yeah, sort of yes. thoroughfare get of life interest. yeah to yeah. get their interest keep going keep going
2: we've and got then, a, that i may re- so he says if you do this you you shine forth the gospel mm. that i may rejoice in the day of christ and this is the judgment seat of christ i mm. believe mm. that i have not run in vain or labored in vain he says if yeah. you will if you will shine your light, mm. if you will follow my teaching, mm. you know, I'll, I'll be delighted in you on that judgment day. In fact, you'll be part of my crown. You'll be part of my reward yeah. in that day. Yeah. yeah,
0: exciting. So we've really converged on that. That is the yes. key point, isn't it? Yes. It's every, the whole of humanity is that yes, converging on, on this day of Christ. Day? It's quite, a, quite an awesome um, thought. Yes. And then, it, you know, of course he's saying, that he wants to be able to boast on that day, that he's not labored in vain, he's not labored Mm. for nothing. So we're in our final few seconds. I'll just say what an absolutely awesome passage of Scripture. We we thought we had covered it maybe last week, but here here we've dug into what is the salvation? What does it mean to you deep within? How can you work it out? Uh, And remember, it's God who's working in you to will and to do According to his good pleasure and purpose what a blessing so don't know no complaining no arguing let's just shine our light for his glory thank you very much see you next week